who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. Hey, Todd. Hey, Ryan. How's it going? How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Thank you for uh, taking some time out of your day to join us here at the Toddcast. What a pleasure. Yeah, man. I've been looking forward to this. Um, uh, well, as soon as you mentioned that you had been nominated for a Juno Award, I was, I mean, even before that, of course, would have been a great interview. But now, uh, especially with the coronavirus, with the Juno Awards being postponed, yeah, the virus has directly affected your life, uh, nominated for a Juno with the Junos being canceled, how frustrating was was that for you? I wouldn't say it was frustrating. It was, I mean, I was, I was, you know, understandably pretty bummed about it uh, because you know we were looking forward to it. We had our clothes picked out. We'd been shopping, and right. you know, we were, I was I had a ton of meetings with people. I put a bunch of people, and you know, uh, the the night before, I remember kind of talking, uh, Steve, Steve Bays, who's a friend of mine, he was also nominated for, uh, producer of the year. That's great. Um, he, he called me the night before, um, they were canceled and he was like, Hey, you know, what are you, what are you going to do? Because they were considering not going before they'd even been canceled. And, and I kind of spent that night thinking about it and like, man, what's, how's this going to pan out? We've got, you know, people from all over North America and, and parts of the world coming to this event, you know, mm. it, it's pretty hard to, to stay away from people, especially, you know, when you're at after parties and stuff, you're close talking, you know, um, so I was thinking about it a lot and, um, we were, I was, I was sort of, I'd sort of made the call that, you know, considering how bad things were on that Wednesday night that mm. I wasn't going to do anyways. Um, so yeah. when they got canceled, it was kind of like, I mean, it was, it was really disappointing, um, but it was it was a relief in the sense that I didn't have to make that decision anymore, because if I had had to make the decision, right. you know, I, it, it would have definitely been a lot.
Yeah, well, you're right, though. I mean, there's so much of the the bro handshakes and the hugs, and, you know, it would have been very in-my-personal-space evening. Totally, yeah. Yeah, and, it, you know, it would be hard to be there and, and just be afraid to kind of, like, go out or, like, talk to people. Mingle, and, yeah. So, uh, you know, they definitely made the right call, um, especially considering how things have escalated over the past few weeks. Um, you know, I 100% support their decision to, to cancel it. Um, right. Obviously, you know, it's it's disappointing, but um, I'm just kind of keeping, you know, getting emails back and I'm just kind of waiting to see what they're going to be doing in terms of how they're going to announce it this year and what, what they're oh. going to do. Because, you know, they're, they're going to announce them. Um, right, well, I was going to say, what, what happened with the Junos? Like, did you win? But obviously you don't even know if you've won yet then. <laughs> no, 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 um, I have no idea what's what's going on with them. I, I got an email today saying you know, that they're they're going to hold off on mm. announcing any of the winners uh, as of right now. But um, you know, I'll just wait and see. And I'm sure when things settle down, they'll they'll come up with a game plan, whether oh, yeah. it's remotely or you know, you know, with an online sort of uh, thing. So. They're just holding back for a sec, you know, and it, mm-hmm. and, and it's like, is it going to be ready in 2020? Let's be honest. It's freaking scary, yeah. man. Oh, it is. It's very, very scary. Yeah. I mean, there, was this, there was so many things that were going along in conjunction with the Junos. You know, I had kind of interviews lined up. We were doing a, a pa- like a producer's engineer panel about like stories from the studio, mm. which I was, you know, excited to, to talk about. We're, we're going to be sharing, um, just stories from the, the songs that we were nominated with and kind of how the songs came together in the studio, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. As the producer of uh, and engineer for Echo Plant, maybe tell us about some of the bands that uh, the, and the projects that you've been involved in over the years. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, well, um, one of the kind of early early projects that I, I started uh, was was Dear Rouge, and I kind of worked with them from from the beginning. Um, the the first album was a thing between Danielle and myself in in my home studio, uh, just kind of writing together, and you know that's that's how we kind of wrote and made that first album. Amazing, and that was kind of one of the you know the the breaking points for me in in my career okay. because it, you know as as engineers and producers and musicians as well, like you, you can be doing something for a, a long period of time without sort of any noticeable recognition. Um, and, you know, once you get that credibility, um, people all of a sudden think that, oh, you know, this person's amazing, even though they, they've been doing the same thing for the past who knows how long. Right. That sort of that, that credibility is, is really important in a producer and engineer's um, career because it, it enables them it, it enables kind of other people to, to view them in a different way yeah oh you did that record oh you were on that one and oh cool no. yeah it's like oh well, right. if you did that you know let's, right. we'll set you up with you've, this we'll you've proven you yourself that. totally yeah because um, I see I see so many engineers and producers that are up and coming right now and they're doing great work and, and I love what they're doing but they haven't quite had a you know breaking point yet and it's, it's right. just kind of a matter of time and timing as to you know, when that's going to happen for them. For me, you know, that was kind of the, the first big one. Dear and that, yeah. Yeah, they, they had, uh, you know, some success very early on, and it, it happened very quickly. So I was able to, um, 
you know, continue working on projects that uh, I was really passionate about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a few years after that, um, I did some work with uh, Said the Whale, did some mixing for them, mm. which was which was super fun because I've always been a big fan of those guys. Yeah, really fun band. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a few, a few years ago, I kind of started branching out a little bit and I, was, I got into a little bit more of kind of the pop stuff because I grew up as a rock, kind of indie rock guy and I played in rock and indie rock bands and that was kind of my passion. Yeah. But I just felt like kind of branching out, I was getting a little bit more of that so I kind of got into a bit more of the pop, the pop side of things. Um, I worked with uh, an artist named Matthew V, he's a, a great local pop artist and started co-writing and producing some stuff for him. Mm-hmm. And then um, that kind of, you know, continued to open up some opportunities. Um, one of the biggest kind of challenges I find is being a producer on the West Coast is that we're so secluded. Oh. You know, we're, 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 like, it, compared to Toronto and the East Coast, you know, we're, we're very, we're very secluded. So mm. one of the things I found myself wanting and needing to do is just kind of head out out east whether it be toronto or new york um or la you know to just kind of like meet people and press press the flesh and you know shake the babies and all that yeah yeah just remind people that you're you exist because i think it's it's really easy for people on the west coast to sometimes get get forgotten if they don't leave Hmm. interesting yeah, like it's a. Uh, yeah, I love Vancouver. So I wouldn't live anywhere else. Yeah. Um, but it is it is relatively secluded um, because it's so far away from the east, right. uh, the east coast cities. The heartbeat there, yeah. Interesting. You did some of the stuff with uh, Owlface, did you not? Um, well, Matt or Roses? Matt, my engineer, uh, recorded and produced this. Matt stuff. did. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. At Echo yeah, Plant, though. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he did his own at Echo Plant. Yeah, um, he's a yeah, he's a he's a great engineer, and he's been yeah, another for a long time. Another monster in the. Is it weird that to have as many good producers, engineers, mixers, and everything in a city like we have right now? Because we have an immense amount. Yeah, we do. I, I, it's not weird for me. I mean, I like. Is it odd for a city to have that many, or, or are we just kind of in a, a bit of an anomaly, or? Um. You know, I don't, I don't really know to be honest with you. I've, I've never lived anywhere else. <laughs> to me, it just seems normal. Yeah, totally like, right. Like, when I look at to me Toronto, too, but, yeah. yeah. When I look at Toronto, um, I feel like that area is so much more saturated with, with engineers and mixers and producers, just because that's sort of the, the hub of Canada. Right. Um, out here, I mean, I, I, I kind of feel like there's there's the perfect amount. <laughs> you yeah. know, there's, there's the guys I, I know and I trust. And then, you know, there's a bunch of up and comers and yeah, up and comers. Yeah. It's kind of hard to keep track of them, especially with all the recording schools right now. Right. You know, there's so many there's a lot. new producers and engineers coming out. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy yeah. just kind of doing what I do. And, um, I've been lucky enough to, just to continue to do it, uh, I feel super lucky because it is such a cutthroat industry in the uh, the production and engineering side of things. Yeah. Just because the the market um, is pretty saturated with new new people coming up all the time, 
and how cool to get the Juno nod, like, or at least the nominee. Oh, man. Like, yeah. amazing. I was, Dude, amazing. I was so, so honored to have that. <laughs> no kidding. And, and so shocked, too. I mean, when I, the night, the morning that they were announced, um, Noella Charles, an artist that I work with, who's from Edmonton, um, she's been nominated in the past, and I, I've worked with her on the last few albums that she did, and she texted me. She said, "Like woohoo or something," and I was like, "Oh sweet, did you get a nomination?" And she said, "Yeah, and you did too." And I was like, "What?" what? Nice. I was so shocked. Um, yeah, that's great. And I, it just it was uh, yeah, just an incredible, an incredible thing for me to have, just because you know you work so hard as you know, just kind of doing what you love and what you're passionate about, and just yeah. hoping that people will. Um, connect with it and resonate yeah with it. a little validation not that it's needed but it's nice to have a backslap here and there yeah totally yeah totally hey what was the music like in your house in the in the worsley house as a kid growing up what are your parents playing you oh man that is such a good question um <clears throat> i have a very interesting musical background as a, as a child um my parents I was raised um, super conservative Pentecostal Christian. Okay. And my parents only ever listened to Christian music. Wow. And they so they never let Amy me Grant listen. and uh, did you did, <laughs> yeah. did you get as heavy a striper or? <laughs> oh yeah, I was I was huge into all of the Christian metal bands when I was younger because right. I didn't know anything anything different. Like I would go to the the Christian bookstore and I would um I would. They would have these these little like demo stations where you could listen to them. Yeah, I remember tapes. those. Yeah, yeah, and and it would say if you like you know ACDC, then to listen to these guys, and they were basically just a complete ripoff of ACDC, but mm -hmm. they were Christian. So um, I was raised on a like a lot of Christian rock music. Interesting. Um, okay. So, so don't hold that against. Not at not at all. <laughs> so, what were some of the bands then? You're the, at the time that you were like, man, these guys are the best. Well, I, I was I was big into Striper. I mean, yeah. I was I was big into. Um, and they were pretty big though, even you know, uh, past the Christian scene. Like they were they were pretty big. They were in Circus Magazine. They were in Metal Edge. They were, and you know, I, they got a Juno nomination this year. Did they really? I'm pretty sure. Wow. I mean, I. Yeah, I, I remember listening to their music when, because I, I, I'm just judging. Yeah. And I, I remember listening to, to a new Striper album, and I was like, wow. Wow. Who knew? Music. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, but then, you know, once once I turned like 11 and 12, <clears throat> then, you know, my friends were showing me stuff, and I was like, sure. oh, okay, well, this is what it's really supposed to be like. <laughs> and I remember hearing, you know, like, um, Metallica, Metallica's Black album, and just being so blown away. Right. You know, a different you know, world. But, yeah, a totally different world. And just because I, I, I felt like I was raised with these sort of cheap knockoffs <laughs> of all this mm. music, mm. and then to hear the real stuff, it was like, it was pretty whoa. pretty mind blowing. And I, I had a huge sort of awakening between like twelve and fourteen when I was just exploring a lot of. You know, just just kind of rock and metal, and then I, I got big into the alternative sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then this nice Sunny Stream was a huge inspiration for me. It sounds like Teen Spirit, Nirvana. I'm sorry, never mind. Nirvana mm -hmm. um, was was huge. And then I, I think from then on, I was you know I was a hundred percent like sold on 
on rocking into oh, rock. Yeah. I mean, does it get any better? Does it get any better? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah. Well, what was your first concert then? My first Christian concert or real no, concert? Overall, <laughs> I guess Christian concert. <laughs> well, those don't count. <laughs> yeah. What was your first, but, uh, you know, real concert? Oh, man. Um, oh, man, I should know this. It was weird because I, I, went, to, I went to Christian concerts when I was a kid. And then I couldn't really go to see all the bands I want to see until I was 19. So I didn't see a whole lot of concerts. And I, and I still wasn't allowed to go to, like, Edge Fest and that stuff. Really? So, not allowed to go? Oh, yeah, no, no. Wow. So, <laughs> it was not. Holy. It was not allowed. Um, yeah, but I remember seeing... Um, I remember seeing Coldplay. Great they, On their, their first tour. Yeah, it was their wow. it was the first very first um tour they'd done and they were touring yellow okay. and they were playing they played at the commodore and the that commodore. was a, yeah it was a it was a such an incredible show i bet um yeah and i saw a string of bands like i saw Coldplay, and then i saw elliot smith okay at, at the commodore and that was a pretty mind-blowing concert as well how lucky are we though let's be honest to have the commodore ballroom in vancouver it's insane Oh yeah, yeah. We are so we're so lucky to have that that venue. Uh, there's um, multiple too. The Vogue, QE Theater. You know, these are like world Orpheum Theater, world mm-hmm. class venues that we just kind of you know we get to see whoever it is. Tragically hip when they were still around. Yeah, uh, you know, like just crazy good Allison Chains. Didn't Eddie Vedder play the Ford Center there, right by the the library downtown? Yeah, like years back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're so lucky in Vancouver. It's such an incredible city, <clears throat> and you know to to be able to to see you know uh, incredible concerts at such world class venues is uh, you know pretty pretty amazing. Right, lucky, lucky man. Mm-hmm. So how are you holding up anyway? Let's get to this coronavirus, uh, <laughs> self-isolation, big time, scary times. Um, how are you holding up? How's the family? Yeah, we are, we're doing well. We're, um, I, I did a, like that one, like literally like a thousand dollar Costco shop, <laughs> like two weeks ago, right yes. when it first started, I had to line up outside. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah, I was, I was lined up for about a half an hour and, um, I got, two packs of hand sanitizer and two packs of toilet paper because that, that's enough for hold, to hold me over for a while. That's right. You don't need 500. Um, sure. No, you don't. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we're, we're doing well. We haven't had to leave the house that much. You know, I've, I'm really lucky in the sense that I, I've got, um, my original studio, which we call studio a now it's behind my house. Right. So I can, I can still work and, um, mix. I mean, I'm, I'm doing everything on my own right now, or it's either mixing or just kind of working remotely. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we, it's been kind of a nice, uh, a nice like forced vacation almost because we, we <laughs> no were supposed right. to go. We were supposed to go to the Junos, and then we were supposed to, right after that we were supposed to leave to go to Mexico for a family vacation. Ah. So both of those things got canceled. Yeah. Which is a bummer. Um, but you know we're we're just really out. enjoying kind of just hanging out around the house we're making like lots of food yeah making really good dinners um you know sleeping in 
It's almost like so, a, the staycation that you didn't know you needed. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you, what so, are you guys uh, binge watching right now? Well, we just started. Oh, what's it called? Um, uh, something about it's it's this lion tamer guy. Oh yes. Uh, what was the Lion King? No. Yeah. Something no, like not Lion King. Um, it, yeah, I, I watched a, a little bit of it the other night as I was kind of just uh, mindlessly doing some social media shit, and uh, it, it looks like it's a Tiger King. I Tiger think. King. That's right. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we watched. We started that, and like, it's, it's so bizarre. I know, right? It, it's uh, and and I love it. So did, we're, we, did you we're read gonna... today or yesterday? He'd said that he was suing for ninety four million dollars or something like that. No. <laughs> like for the because of the documentary yeah wow no i'm not I'm, don't don't ruin anything for me i've only seen the first episode yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, man, it's just just insane and I'm thinking, the same. Like, one episode in and i read that today and i was like interesting okay <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah it's bonkers some of the some of the stuff that goes down in the kind of the southern united states it too. really is yeah it's it's so different from you know like washington state's where you know we we probably go back we're in you know there every so often but like it's just another world down there yeah i know when they turn the cameras on you're just like wow amazing <laughs> it's amazing different yeah. world I, I feel very lucky to be a canadian even more than normal yeah. during like what's happening right now i know wow yeah man. It, it is amazing do you, do you get into the whole uh the comic book movies and all that? Are you a big fan of the Batmans and X-Men's Avengers and Superman and all that? I would say I'm, I'm a decent fan. You know, I'm not like a hardcore fan. I haven't seen all of the Avengers movies. Yeah. Um, just cause there's been so many, so but, many but I, I enjoy, I really do enjoy a good, um, kind of action mm-hmm. movie. So yeah. Yeah. Same. I love just the leave your, you know, suspension of disbelief at the door you know kind of here we go i know this is going to be ridiculous just light me up man give me some eye candy and in a way we go i love that i mean totally but i was also a huge comic book uh kid you know from about 10 11 years old to about maybe 20 ish pretty hardcore like i collected put them in the 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 backing board with the sleeve, everything was all pristine. Uh, yeah. And I read it once or twice. Sometimes I'd buy multiple copies in case I, you know, I wanted to keep one in like a never touch, never open kind of thing. Like uh-huh. crazy shit like that. Right. So now the movies that are put, they're putting out now, I'm just like, what? <laughs> like my 10 year old kid is just freaking out right now, man. <laughs> Straight up. Nice. Do you have any, um, like have you, have you, kept those over the years like yeah, i still any... got a, a handful of comic books you know i got a couple boxes and but i used to have like 20 boxes kind of thing wow but yeah i kept a lot of the ones that i that i still you know really love and yeah what power would you want to have i think i think superman for me is kind of the, like you can't really go wrong i mean you can no, fly you're right. almost invincible yeah like yeah they sort of nailed it with that there, there's a lot of really <laughs> cool unique ones yeah um but i mean I'll, I'll just take a simple i'll take a simple superman and i'll, I'll be good yeah, yeah <laughs> what about thing, you man. like um well i don't know man I, I do like teleportation i'd love to be able to just boom i'm oh, somewhere yeah. right away that would be awesome but how cool uh-huh. would it be to like be able to breathe underwater yeah that would be awesome 
you know, mm -hmm. or to be able to not just breathe underwater, but like same as a fish, you know, be able to swim that fast or like to be able to go to those depths without like your head exploding and, you know, uh, all yeah. that kind of shit. It'd be interesting. Anyway, Ryan, I told you I'd be 15, 20 minutes. I'm past that. I do want to ask a couple more questions and then, uh, sure thing. I'll, I'll respect your time. and We'll let you go here. Do you think aliens have visited earth or perhaps even live among us? Oh, wow. Another great question. Um, <clears throat> I don't, I don't necessarily think that they've been to earth, but I like 99% believe, you know, that this, the universe is so big mm. and so in, infinitely huge that there's no way that we're the only planet with life on it. I, I definitely would, would say that, um, I mean, I, I kind of wanna. I wanna believe that there so have I. been aliens here. Yeah. Um, whether they're living with us now is another question. But yeah. like, I definitely want to believe that. I was a huge X Files fan as a kid, <laughs> Same. especially <laughs> considering ahead. filmed in Vancouver. Like it, it had me, and it was just such an awesome series. Yeah. 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 yeah totally. Law ball question for. We'll wrap it up with this. Are you a big sports guy? Or are you are you kind of jonesing? Are you are, are you dying that the Canucks are are done and everything's done or at least put on hold at the, for the time being? Um, I wish I was a big sports guy, but unfortunately, I'm not. I'm kind of a. <clears throat> I put all of my effort in, <laughs> into music. music. Yeah. Hey, you know yeah. what? I mean, that's that. That's the beauty of of what you're doing. Is your selfless really in that you create more content i'm sure than you watch or than you listen to mm -hmm. or do you know what i mean like you're constantly making stuff for us whereas we the consumers we're like what's ryan got up his sleeve next time do you know what i mean it's interesting it's an interesting cycle in where you fit in all of it right yeah yeah it's funny seeing how my the, the enjoyment of music has evolved for me over the past, you know, throughout my career. Mm -hmm. Whereas when I first started, I was just, um, you know, I, I loved music with a hundred percent. And I would just, I would want to listen to it as much as I possibly could because I was, you know, working at a job or in school or whatever. Right. And now, um, I still love music, but in a different way, you know, at the end of a 10 hour mixing day, um, you know, the last thing I want to do is just listen to more music. I just kind of want to, I just want to stop the music for like, maybe just give me, give me two hours. <laughs> Let me stop the ride for a sec. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. I bet. Well, thank you uh, again and good luck with the, with the Junos. Um, interesting to see how they unveil this for the 2020, um, year. Yeah. Thanks Todd. Um, I, I'm, I'm very curious. I'm very eager to see how they do that. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was really, really awesome talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is long overdue. I think, uh, we, we kind of talked and threatened each other with, uh, maybe a sit down at a, at a pub and, and have a beer, but this is, I guess the next best thing we'll do that, uh, you know, sometime down the road. For sure. That sounds great. Ryan, you're easy to find at echo plant sound on Twitter at echo plant on Instagram and, uh, at echo plant sound on Facebook as well. That is right. And website is just echoplantsound.com. Perfect. Dude, we'll see you online. The Toddcast Podcast on toddhancock.ca.
In a world saturated with glossy facades comes a podcast that's breaking barriers. This is Reppin. It's where we do a deep dive into subjects like belonging, to mental health, to courage, and more. On Reppin, you'll meet the faces you think you know and discover their untold stories. It's real. It's intimate. And it gives you insight into the real person behind the images. In a world of pretense, Reppin strips it all down. No filters, no facades. Learn and be empowered and find inspiration through thought-provoking stories that resonate with your journey. Every episode is an exploration into the truths and values that make us who we are. Representation, it's not just about race or gender. It's about you. Reppin ensures that every voice is heard. Every story is valued. So be seen, be heard, and be represented. Listen to Reppin wherever you get your podcasts.